Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for joining me today for the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care on this Tuesday morning. I'm your host, and as always, I'm excited to spend some time with you, and I'm grateful that you're choosing to do the same. Today, my guest is Christopher Salem. We are going to be talking about the concept of mental toughness. We're going to be talking about it from the standpoint of not just how to dial it up and keep it up, but how that skill set can literally help you accelerate in your business and in your personal life as well. Thank you so much for joining me today. Allison, it is a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, my pleasure. Um, please introduce yourself, if you would, to my audience. Sure. Well, my name is, again, Chris Salem. I'm a business executive coach and a professional uh, speaker. I've dedicated the last 20-plus years into the area of growth mindset mm-hmm. and really tapping into what separates a growth mindset from a fixed mindset. And how operating in the moment rather than the past and the future triggered by fear allows us to see challenges and opportunities as ways to grow and expand that can be applied in any aspect of our life and business. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we just start there? Tell me in your own words, your definition, because I do see the word growth mindset thrown around a lot like it's a commodity online, if I'm being honest. So like... Talk to me a little bit in your own words about how you define a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Well, a growth mindset looks at things for what it is, not what we think it should be. So Mm. so there's a big difference there. You know, a lot of times when people approach things from what they think it should be, they're seeing it from their their lens. They're They're looking at it like they like it to see it like work to the way they would like it to be at Uh that moment. Uh Uh-huh. But 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 instead of looking at it for what it is, we can then learn to detach from the the outcome or the expectation and then begin to see for what it is that we can learn, grow, and expand from. So when when a growth mindset is the ability to operate in the moment, mm-hmm. focusing only on what we can control versus what we cannot control. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I think that's pretty simple. So we compare that to a fixed mindset where it, I mean, what's coming up for me is why is this always happening to me? Yeah. It's the victim mentality, you know, excuses, you know, it's, it's the, again, most people get caught up in the control they can't control. You get caught off in traffic or you're caught in traffic. You're going to be late for a meeting. You get upset. You miss a flight. You get upset. All these things that could be beyond your control. You get caught up in other people in terms of their behavior, communication, attitude, emotions. We can't control that, but we can control what we can. And I'll be happy to share with that when you ask me whenever appropriate. Yeah. So I just, you know, this is such a a good topic, I think. I've had a lot of people on my show and, you know, since I've been on the air, which is almost four years, um, I've had a lot of people kind of talk about their theory of a abundance mindset versus you know, to use your point, a growth mindset or to, you know, a rock solid bulletproof mindset. I've heard people describe it like that. So, so I think it's always helpful to try to explain it, um, in as layman terms as possible. Um, you know, I feel like as human beings, our tendency is to be reactive, you know, because our human brains are always trying to protect us. So 
So I, I guess we can start there. So why do you think people stay or people want to revert to that fixed mindset probably easier than they even want to admit? Well, it's just, again, it, it's what they know. It's conditioned thinking. Right. You know, think about when we are young children or even a baby and we're two or three, four years old. We don't have a, we don't have a fear in the world. We, you know, right. if, if ball rolled out in the street, we just run out and go grab it. We wouldn't even think twice of looking to see if a car was coming. We just run right out there. Yeah. And if, if, if somebody told us to jump out of something, we would, you know, cause mm-hmm. we were invincible. Mm-hmm. But as we get, as we learn, you know, around four or five years old that we learn to fear things. And again, some things you have to fear because they're life, they could be life threatening. But we learn to fear things that really are not life threatening. And this condition thinking, you know, just as we adopt it, you know, leads us to operate from fear that we yeah. are always past in the future, not in the moment. And fear thrives in the past and the future, not in the moment. So we are conditioned as humans to operate out of the moment. Uh, and that is where when fear is there, that's where it takes us down these rabbit holes and all these things that pulled us back. Okay. I love that. I, I love how you say the fear, fear keeps us either in the past or the future, right? I, I love how you say that because I think that's so true. So when we talk about, you know, staying in the moment, you know, um, I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a minute because this is what I hear my clients push back to me quite a bit. And they say, well, I'm only operating based on what I'm seeing. You know, I can't ignore the facts. I can't ignore what's happening right now. So they're like, I'm operating in the moment. Why am I not getting the results that I want? Well, in this case, again, they're looking at it for what, what they think it should be rather than what, what is. Mm-hmm. So what that means is, yes, they are experiencing something that's uncomfortable in the moment, but they're lo- immediately in that that fear mode. And when we get into that fear mode, we're seeking comfort. So when we seek comfort, we're looking for something that is going to allow us to feel that way. So b- by putting ourselves into the past, in the future, it can do that. But at the same token, it could also, you know, make the situation even worse because we uh-huh. can start, you know, thinking that this is. This is going to happen or that's going to happen and it hasn't happened yet. Right. It's just right. So, so the thing is, it's, it's learning how to think from in the moment from intentions rather than in the past and the future from expectations. There's, oh, I love that. I love that. So why don't you explain that a little bit more in your own words? Thinking from your intentions versus your expectations. So intentions are things that we are always in control of. And there are five things that we are in control of as human beings each and every day. That is our communication to ourself and others. How are we communicating to ourselves? Uh-huh. Are we communicating to ourselves from our inner critic or our inner champion more often? Are we communicating in a very specific, clear, and concise way to ourselves and other people? Mm-hmm. Right. Many times a, a communication is based on assumption and speculation. That's what causes conflict or disengagement or people divorcing one another and, you know, splitting up as partners or whatever the case may be, losing a customer because we, we base the communication on assumption and speculation. And oftentimes in that you, people operate from codependent styles of communication. They can be passive where they tend to say yes to everything. They go out of their way to please and enable others. only let them down to their expectations. And that person becomes frustrated. They can be aggressive. They tend to be perfectionists. 
They have a hard time delegating. And thus, thus again, it can cause friction and disengagement with other people. But if we can learn to be specific, clear, and concise to ourselves and other people each day in an assertive way, that's interdependent versus codependent. We're going to be, we have control over that and we could be more effective. Number two is our behavior. Is our behavior in alignment with our communication? Is right. it assertive rather than passive aggressive or both in a codependent way? Number three is our attitude. It's happening for you, not to you. It depends on how you look at challenges and obstacles. I see them as happening for me. There is no way I can grow and expand and become better at something if I, if I don't, if can't experience a challenge. Absolutely. I think it's going to grow if everything's going right. I'm just totally. going to become complacent and bored and then create a problem. Yeah. 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 Agree. And then Agreed. number four is emotions, meaning that we learn to respond versus react to situations and people. And what that means is even if we are something triggers a negative emotion, we feel angry. It's okay to feel angry. Mm-hmm. You can feel angry, but instead of reacting from it, which is not going to solve the problem, we can pause and take a breath. And if yeah. we can pose ourselves, we can then respond from a secondary emotion, which would be positive. Or if we have to remove ourselves for 10 minutes or maybe sleep on it, yeah, we can then respond later in a, in a healthier way. So it's yeah. learning to respond versus react to situations and other people. And number five, is action. So we can control communication, behavior, attitude, emotions, and action each and every day. The same five in other people, we cannot. And that's unfortunately what most people operate from each and every day, those five things in other people. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it's just people, my coach calls it jumping into somebody else's model. You know, I just yeah, think I love that. I just think it's so it's so easy and human like, if you will, to do that because that's how, to your point, that's how we're conditioned to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, of, of any of these five, do you think any of these five are more predominant than the others? I would say that it you know it always starts with communication. So mm-hmm. I, I they all have like a domino effect, and if we're able to really master that communication with ourselves and other people. We can then begin to align our behavior in a healthier way, our attitude, how we respond versus react with our emotions and take action. And when we're taking action, we're not busy yet not productive. That's yeah. another procrastination, but we are focused on the priorities that matter. It's mm-hmm. like the Stephen Covey priority matrix where we're focused on our must do activities and our should activities are secondary that support the must. The couldas, the could category, we delegate all that. And yeah. then our avoid column, we get rid of anything that does not serve us or serve others. We remove it. And, and that oftentimes is where people get caught up in. They get caught up a lot in the could and the avoid categories. And that's why they're busy, but not productive. So yeah. actually getting caught up in your must and then should. Yeah. And I also think a lot of people, you know, you know, when it comes to especially what we're talking about here, the communication versus the action, you know, I think, you know, so much of what we create comes from actions that really aren't properly aligned. So, you know, if we're not getting the results that we want, yeah, of course, we have to look at the actions that we're taking, but we really have to look at where is the energy from which it's coming from too, you know? So, 
I think if we really stop to take a look at that, I think a lot of the actions that we take would actually serve us better and be productive at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. The daily process. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about these five things from the standpoint of business, because I know you're an executive coach. You work with a lot with um, business executives, right? Yes. Okay. Right. So businesses. Yeah. Yeah. So when you talk about, you know, helping business owners and CEO types, you know, you know, make sure that they're putting these five pieces into proper practice. What are some of the things that the big glaring problems that you see right off the bat? Well, the glaring problems is, is just everybody's caught up in the problem instead of trying to acknowledge the problem. Mm-hmm. And then what can we do to solve it? Everyone is waiting for something outside of them yeah. instead of that, that, that they do their part to fix it. Cause they, to the, in their eyes, they're the victim. I, if until she or he does this, right. then I can't do this instead of going, well, if anything is going to change, then you have to be the change, regardless That's of right. your yeah. position or role or duty. You have to you have to step up to change because that's all you can control. Yeah. Well, and I also think that when we you talk about focusing too much on a problem, I think it's always an opportunity to get curious and ask questions. Why is this really happening? You know. And one of the things I always tell my clients is, look in the mirror. You know, what are you yeah. doing to either contribute to the problem, or what are you doing to be part of the solution? Absolutely. Yeah. So from from the standpoint of self-care, since that's what we talk about on the show a lot, let's let's pivot to say people's personal self-care practices. And you know what? Because that's obviously my wheelhouse being that I've been in health and fitness for almost 30 years. One of the things that I see a lot in people who are struggling to adopt a habit or to be consistent with a habit or to really quote unquote, upgrade their identity to be the equivalent of somebody who is better able to prioritize themselves. Of these five things that we've talked about, communication, behavior, attitude, emotions, and action, from your perspective, which of these do you think contribute the most to that? Well, I mean, when we look at this, when it comes down to self-care, all of these five areas are important, but oftentimes we get caught up and not seeing that is because we have these self-limiting beliefs from our childhood at yeah. the subconscious level that are running the show each and every day, whether if we know that consciously or not. We just yeah. know that we're either struggling, we're not happy, we're frustrated, we're overwhelmed, we're anxious. That's all we, we know because we that's what we, we can see and feel and experience. But these self-limiting beliefs are forged during our child development years. It's what we observe growing up through our parents through their yeah. own communication, yeah. behavior, attitude, emotions, and action. And as, and then as, as we become uh, teenagers and then adults, we either adopt some of these things that serve us or not serve us. And the things that don't serve us end up impacting our self-esteem, our confidence, and the same five areas that we're talking about. And then yeah. we just repeat the process. So Self-care means that no matter what has happened to you in your life, even if you had a traumatic childhood or past, it's still our responsibility as a human being to do something about it. Nobody can do it for you. So it, no even though something has happened to you is beyond your control and you didn't ask for that, it's still our responsibility to do something. So self-care is a daily process. I, totally. I like it daily routine of things you do each and every day to help 
you to shed those self-limiting beliefs and adopt healthier ways of thinking mm-hmm. and processes to live your life and do business. No, I love I love how you say that because this is basically, you know, something that I talk about all the time is that it's really what it comes down to is, you know, the secret of your success is always found in your daily routine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's so important. And not once in a while, it's like every day. I'm not saying you work out and lift weights every day, but I'm saying that you have a consistency, discipline, and being consistent with the routine that is going to train your mind to be in the moment, to be present. Yeah. And to change your thinking and how you look at things differently. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. So, so give me your three, four, five short list, whatever it is, easy, actionable tips when it comes to a daily routine of how you're looking at the world through your own lens. Well, I would say that, you know, get, get, become consistent getting up at a certain time, pick yeah. a time. That you can get up where you're, you're, you don't have any interruptions in your, that time, like either with a loved one, kids, work, whatever that may be. Uh-huh. And start with one habit that will serve you to move forward. Cause I find if you try to implement a routine, like a series of four or five things at once, you're setting yourself up for failure because I absolutely people- agree. Yeah. So do one thing and do it for 30 days. Even if you, it's the last thing in the world you desire to do, you do it anyway. Use discipline. Motivation is fleeting. It will never serve you it, it, long-term. It, it, use discipline. So you do it even if you, you don't yeah. want to do it. You do it Absolutely. anyway. Yeah. Do it for 30 days and then add another routine or another habit and do that. So over six months, you'll have six things that you're doing that will serve you. That could be meditation journaling, making your bed, you know, re- resistance training, cardio training, planks, reading a chapter yeah. to a book. I'm just giving some ideas, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I got it. All of them. Meditation and journaling, I should, I, my opinion is the foundation for any successful daily routine. It, yeah, working out as well. I love, I work out, I've been working out religiously for 35 years. Yeah. Meditation and journaling are critical for shedding limiting, uh, self-limiting beliefs and adopting a growth mindset, a mental toughness, success mindset, abundance mindset, whatever you like to call it, critical. Yeah, I agree with that because I feel like that is private time that you can create with yourself on, you know, literally like having a conversation with your future self yeah. is the way I like to language it. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, because you're 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 saying, okay, you know, we're so conditioned to think the same way. And when we find ourselves in, in quiet, you know, whatever that is, if it is meditation or journaling or just, you know, time out in nature or whatever, you know, we're, we're able to, you know, let ourselves vision cast a little bit and dream a little bit. Well, you know, why is it that I always do it that way? Well, what else is possible for me in this moment? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, and again, I'll just emphasize again, it's, it's not once in a while. It's doing it every day. I've been meditating journaling, making my bed, uh, you know, reading a chapter two out of a book and working out. When I work out, it's not like I do weights every day, but I do yeah. four days a week. I do totally. cardio a week and I plank every day. But it doesn't matter if I'm on a plane or if I'm in, you know, some other p- part of the world on a different time zone. I don't use that as an excuse. I make the time every morning to be consistent. I've been doing that for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's so important because, you know, it's so easy to say, you know, for the control freaks out there that are listening, basically, 
you know, well, you know, that's obviously all or nothing mindset almost. And yeah. so I love how you talk about start with one thing, then add another one, then add another one. But you're basically inviting yourself into becoming the future version of yourself when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Love it. It, it's, it, it's just, it, 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 like you, like the way you just said it, it's, it's, it, look at it as a process. It never yeah. ends. You don't graduate. Like if you go to school, it's something that you do for the rest of life till you leave this planet. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's always about progress. As long as you're moving forward, you're, you're doing, you're doing the right thing. You're making, you're, you're making progress. You're not regressing. And even if you go through a setback or challenge, you're still progressing. You're just now, you know, de- you're learning something different that you yeah. have to adapt to this challenge that it's going to allow you to do bigger and better things that you may not know now, but you'll, once you get there, you're yeah. going to be grateful for yeah. that. No, I agree with you because I feel like, you know, our inner critic is always our toughest critic. You know, we're always. always calling ourselves out. See, what were you thinking? Of course, you can't do that. And, you know, you you literally just have to learn to say, you know what? Okay, so I didn't have a very good day. So I'm going to do this. And then tomorrow I'm going to get right back on. Correct. Yeah. For lack of a better way to say it. Um, give me, I know we, there's lots of golden nuggets that we've talked about, lots of things that people can walk away with, but I'm I'm thinking about the person out there who's wanting to begin today. What do you say to them? I would say that the first thing to do is, you know, reach out and, and, and talk, talk to a vetted source, somebody you trust Uh that could help mentor you in this particular area. And again, start with one thing, start with acknowledging that. Hey, I'm not where I desire to be, but that's okay. You're here. And now it's taking that first step to do something that's going to move you forward. And yeah. that's a, in my opinion, would be adopting a daily routine. Start with one thing yeah. that you know will serve you and, and just do it. Well, and we've all, you know, I think we're, we get, we're good at really beating up on ourselves. Um, but we have to remember that everybody has to start somewhere. Even the most successful people had to begin somewhere. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome stuff. I just feel like this is stuff that we just cannot talk about enough because it, it's just, it's going to land for people differently at different times. Where can people find you? Where people can find me is uh, my website at ChristopherSalem.com or I have another business acceleration uh, website called SustainableSuccess.net. Or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, Christopher Salem, or my email Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Okay. And you have a book out. Isn't that right? Yes. I have a book called Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity. It's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And there's also an audible version. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, and a lot of what we've talked about, we can probably find in your book. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I shared is from from the book that they oh, can good. find. So it's almost like you're giving us the cliff notes, right? In a way. Yeah. Like a summary. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. I feel like it's always good. I love to have people on here when they've got books out because I feel you, it's like we're getting a sneak peek almost. Yes. Yeah. Outstanding. So, so websites again, ChristopherSalem.com and SustainableSuccess.net. Is that right? Correct. SustainableSuccess.net is for the business acceleration strategy for businesses and ChristopherSalem.com is is my site for executive coaching workshops and uh, my professional speaking. I'm also a professional keynote speaker. Oh, love it. I love it. Okay. So there's all kinds of ways that people can find you. 
Correct. Outstanding. Very good. Thank you so much for making time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. Well, Allison, thank you so much for having me and and the opportunity to discuss this important subject matter that's critical for life and business moving forward. I believe it. I I totally 100% agree with you. And and like I said, it's stuff that we just, we have to keep talking about and revisiting. Um, It's just that important. So, um, so folks out there listening, if you want to connect with Chris, you can find his links in the show notes. Let me just give those to you one more time. ChristopherSalem.com, SustainableSuccess.net. Um, and you can also find his email address as well, as well as the title of his book. Um, and like he said, you can find his book on Amazon. There's an audible version as well. And there's also hard copies available. So if you're feeling inspired or moved to connect with him, then please feel free to do that. And if this episode has been helpful for you and you feel like somebody else that you know needs to hear it, please feel free to copy the link and send it to them as a gift from me. And if you like, you can connect with me on my site at www.theallisonk and I will do that for you or someone on my team will take care of that for you. Uh, This is how we start a movement. This is how we really create change is we continue to spread the word. And this is why we've been able to be so successful, why we've been on the air almost four years. And it's because of people like you who continue to follow me and support me, subscribe and download and share and all the things. And just know that I'm extremely grateful um, for each and every one of you. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one. 